Today is Monday, July 24th. The title for our devotional is Private Worship. This week, we're continuing our exploration of worship in our worthy campaign. Remember, we have previously explored informal forms of worship in the first half of this campaign, and now in the second half, we are exploring more formal or churchy forms of worship. Last week, we talked about how these are merely vehicles to take us to the destination of genuine worship. They are not worship in and of themselves. Jesus tells us that genuine worship of God is in spirit and in truth. Unless we are worshiping God as such, then we are not genuinely worshiping. One of the forms of worship that is most often recommended by the church and encouraged for Christians is our private worship. We often refer to this as a devotional time or a quiet time. The idea is simply time carved out of every day for the worship of God in our private life. Our regular guest speaker, Chuck Beckler, he prefers the term from the old dead guys, private worship. And I agree with him on this one. Private worship, it carries a broader connotation and it points us to the primary goal of the time, that is, worship. He defines private worship as the creative, obedient giving of adoration to God in an isolated location. His definition is quite simple and again uses the term adoration to describe our worship to God, just as last week we saw Evelyn Underhill's description of worship as, quote, total adoring response to God. In his little book, The Art of Private Worship, Chuck writes, uh, devotions and quiet time, they have become for many of us daily religious guilt-ridden obligations that have the potential to become extremely unprofitable. If that describes your time with God each day, my prayer for you is that your time of private worship would come alive. May your daily time communing with the Almighty, the Creator God, never be thought of as religious, guilt-ridden, or an obligation. My prayer is that you would experience the joy of being in the presence of God and worshiping Him each day. Two passages of Scripture will help us here at the outset of this discussion. First is David's heartfelt desire to be in the presence of God in Psalm 27.4. He says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, and to seek Him in His temple. David declares that this is his only request of the Lord. This is all he seeks. He so longs for the presence of God. This he illustrates and describes the language of the temple. In his day, communing with God was to be done primarily in the temple. In the New Testament, we find the glorious truth that the Holy Spirit indwells all believers, so we all have the presence of God with us at all times. Our bodies become the temples of the Holy Spirit, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6.19. Therefore, we can commune with God at our kitchen table or the local forest preserve, just as much as we have at the temple in Jerusalem, that is, when it stood. Our next verse is John's statement to begin his first epistle in 1 John 1, 1 1-4. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Here, John is attempting to convey his experience with Jesus to his audience through this letter, so that, quote, they also may have fellowship with us, he says. John wants his readers to commune with God and to the believers and the other believers as well. He writes to, quote, make our joy complete. This mutual communion with God brings joy. 
So far from a religious, guilt-ridden experience, our communion with God and worship of Him should be joy-producing. Reflection time today. Just want you to reflect on your quiet time, your devotional time, your private worship, whatever you tend to call it. How has it been recently? Does it feel as if it's a religious, guilt-ridden experience, or does it feel as if it's a joy-producing time to commune with God?